Welcome to another episode of the Find You Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Pinkham. The Find You Fitness Podcast, it's all about helping you find you within this health and fitness space. With there being so much information out there, good and bad, it can definitely be overwhelming. And hell, I still get overwhelmed, and I've been in this space for almost 10 years now. It's crazy. But when I started, I crawled and I slashed my way through all of the BS out there to find answers on how to better myself with my diet and with my workouts. I tried things that didn't work, things that worked occasionally, and things that got me injured. But all of those experiences, it's what has put me in front of this microphone today because I wanna show you how to pursue your goals without having to go through everything that I went through. And I remember wishing that if I could just find a source of information that is unbiased, that is gonna tell me how it is without trying to sell me something gimmicky or lead me down the wrong path. And my goal is to be that source for you all. I'll be straight up with you each and every week. I don't know it all. I'm still learning myself and we should always be. If someone ever feels like they're done learning, they've made a huge mistake. I'm gonna be a doctor of chiropractic in two years. My mindset is never gonna change with that. I will always be learning. Today, this is probably gonna be one of the spiciest episodes I've recorded to date. I don't really like sharing my opinions on topics that can hurt someone's feelings. But with today's topic, I won't really be able to maneuver around it. And you'll see why as the podcast goes on. And as you listen, if you disagree with something I say, shoot me a message, man. I'm as receptive as it gets. This is my opinion on something. I'm willing to listen to every point of view out there. So before we get started, if you haven't followed the podcast on Instagram or Facebook, do so now. That That would just be fabulous. It would make my day, I promise you. At Find You Fitness Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, just search it in your search bar. If you follow me on Instagram at Lee Pinkham, I share pretty much every post that I post on that page on my page. So if you want to go to my page to go to that, that's fine. Do whatever you have to do. Just follow the page, and I appreciate it. So enjoy the podcast today, everyone. I hope you I hope you guys really like this one. It's going to be fun. Good times. I hope you all are having a fabulous day right now. I I knew it last week was in a podcast about nutrition, and I got a lot of great feedback from you guys. I got a lot of people coming out of the woodworks wanting to put their two cents in about nutrition. I love it. Uh, I usually, it's just adding something that maybe I didn't go over in the podcast. You know, that's cool, fine and dandy. Uh, it, it's just great. And like I like I've always said, you know. Nutrition is third next to politics and religion when it comes to highly debated topics. And that's awesome. I think it needs to be higher, to be honest. I think we need to have more discussions about nutrition. We're going to talk about it a good bit in today's podcast as well. So if you're listening to this when it airs on Friday, October 2nd, I will actually be in North Carolina. So our finals, I just wrapped up my first year of chiropractic school last week with the last final Hallelujah. It was a good time. A good time was had. And now I've had a week break. I'm back in North Carolina. I actually have a competition coming up tomorrow, if you're listening to it on the day that it airs. So Saturday, October 3rd, I've got a partner CrossFit competition coming up. I'll definitely be giving you guys the the feedback, I guess, the recap of that. I'm doing it with a really good buddy of mine, Will Carter, who I've convinced into doing CrossFit. And the man's a beast. The man's so strong. If he wanted to take this seriously, he could take it to another level. So we're going to compete. And I know it's just going to be a great time. So be on the lookout for a recap of that coming up soon. So for today, I I do want to preface the podcast with this. 
people are going to have extenuating circumstances that cause them to face certain issues with their health. I do realize that, and I'm not talking about those people today. It's very easy to take a general podcast title, a general topic, and be like, well, if they have this issue, you know, you have to consider that. Of course, guys, of course, I'm not overlooking anything specific. I'm talking more to gen pop, general population, uh, your average your average healthcare practitioner, things like that. Um, if, if there's a condition or a disease that is out of your control and it's causing you to struggle with your weight or your health, that's okay. I mean, if, if it's a condition that you brought onto yourself, I, I have a little less sim- sympathy for you. I'm not going to lie, unless you're actively trying to make a change. Uh, don't get me wrong. I want everyone healthy. I don't want anyone to face any adverse health conditions. And I hate that people even have to go through it. it it's scary, especially if you have family and and or people that, you know, you care a lot about in your life. Thinking about stuff like that, it's what makes me so passionate about helping others. And it makes me so passionate about like this topic today. If, if you have three kids in a loving family that surrounds you and you're worried about your overall health, I want you to get all the help that you can get. I don't want a lack of knowledge or a lack of resources to be what prevents you from living a long and healthy life. Now, this is when the sympathy card starts to come. Eh, maybe I start to pull a little bit out of it. Effort, I can't control your effort. So once you have the tools, you're aware, it's on you to get it done. And that's part of my passion for this, to to be the tool for you. At at the same time, I I can't do it for you. You have to make it work for yourself. I can give you tips and tricks on how to make the actual doing process easier, but you've got to be willing to work without a doubt. So without beating around the bush anymore, you know, today's topic, today's title to the podcast, I'm specifically talking about very overweight and unhealthy healthcare workers, primary care doctors, physicians, nurses, you name it. And I definitely need to say this. Remember, health is not a specific look. You don't have to be or have to have a great aesthetic or looks appearance to be considered healthy. There are a ton of people who may give off the appearance that they are overweight, but in fact, they're extremely healthy individuals. They just tend to hold fat more than others for whatever reason. That's okay. And I even take this to the extreme, though. Uh, and This is just part of my passion I have for this because it's a cascading effect. I'm not going to go and see a doctor who doesn't understand that lifting weights is good for you. I've heard of doctors, you probably have two that say you shouldn't work out. You shouldn't lift heavy weights. It's bad for you. It's going to cause injury. That just that freaking bulls my blood, guys. You know, those doctors, they associate lifting weights with energy, not the one million benefits it has. They just say, okay, yeah, lifting weights, yeah, it gets you hurt. Not about the a million different things that uh, working out can provide for your body and your health. But Usually those same doctors, it comes hand in hand with their lack of wanting to talk about the importance of nutrition. And this is the dilemma I really have with the healthcare profession. I'm pretty serious about you having to practice what you preach to give advice. So if you're someone who disregards your own nutrition, but you recommend it to me, honestly, I'll laugh at you. No, actually, I won't laugh. But honestly, I will get a little fired up about it. And I will ask you questions. I will, I will challenge every thought that you've ever had. 
I just, but I'm not doing that to be an asshole. I want you to become more aware. I, I want you to think things a little bit more through, especially if you're in a position of giving advice, of getting, giving medical advice. The thoughts that go through my head is like, why should I listen to someone who doesn't practice healthy food choices themselves or, or exercise? I mean, that's like, you know, you don't want to go get nutrition advice from someone that's obese. You don't, you don't, why would you believe that anything they have to say is going to help you? I mean, it's sad to say, but clearly it's not working for them. Right. And yeah, that sounds, oof, that's, that's rough, but it's true. It's 1000% true. Now, I already know I'm going to ruffle some feathers today. And, and look, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, guys. I'm just trying to be real. And I'm usually a very overall, a very positive person. Uh, but there are some topics, guys, that I, I get pretty heated about. And I'm, I'm kind of saying what I said earlier again, but I get heated about it not because of not because of like the way that the, the way that it is, but like that there's people in power that can give advice that just aren't giving good advice. So there's people out there really looking for help. They go to their doctor looking for some good help and they don't get it because the doctor doesn't know or they haven't put forth the effort to care enough. And that, that just bugs the shit out of me. I, I hate that. There, there's definitely an older wave of doctors and healthcare professionals out there that are slowly retiring that don't really emphasize the importance of nutrition and exercise. I'm ready for them to retire. I just, it, it's just that they have this ability to make such a positive impact on every patient that they see, and they don't. And one of my biggest problems that I'm going to face as a future chiropractor is keeping my appointments on time, <laughs> because. I want to help everyone find whatever they need to live a long and healthy life. I mean, guys, that's why I have the podcast. But when I am actually practicing, I, I want to apply this to an individual 40 plus hours a week. This is because I love to help people. And the reason why I won't be able to keep these appointments on time is because that's a really long conversation to have with someone. I, I just can't live with myself not giving someone all of the information they need to be successful. Now, obviously, I'll give it to them in pieces so they don't get overwhelmed. You practice one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah, we know that. But as far as like, you know, my passion for helping people, it, it's this is this is where I want to make a change. And I'm going to talk about this like weird feud between chiropractors and your traditional medical doctors. You know, a, a lot of people are like, oh, chiropractors aren't real doctors. You know what, guys, there's shitty chiropractors out there. There's shitty doctors out there. There's shitty personal trainers. There's shitty nurses. There's there's really bad people in every single profession out there. Now, there's a lot of hate on both sides between this feud. There are chiropractors on the extreme who believe no one should ever take any medication for any reason at all. There are medical doctors who believe chiropractic is completely worthless. The real answer, it's somewhere in the middle. I have no problem with medical doctors. Hell, if I need one, I'm going to one. And if I need medication for something or I'm getting a procedure done, you can best believe my ass is going under so they can do what they have to do to take care of me. However, my problem is with the chiropractors who believe we should never take any medication. And on the flip side, my problem is with the medical doctors whose first thought is medication opposed to proper exercise and nutrition. And society has really played a large role on how we view doctors. Traditionally, we think 
go to the doctor. They're going to give you the medicine to fix your problems. That's what you do when you're sick. That's what we thought as kids. And, and we even still think as, an, as adults now, we see medication as a way to fix your problem. But in a lot of cases, something that helps you reduce pain is nothing more than a Band-Aid. It's not actually fixing the root cause of your problem. Think of those who get shots in their knees or shoulders every six months or a year to help with their pain. The shot didn't fix the root cause of their issue. In most cases, the pain came on because of a movement dysfunction or you know a traumatic injury or something like that. Now, you have to take into account the severity of the issue and whatnot, which is why I'm not over here saying not to get a shot or anything like that. I'm not trying to give you a medical advice. You've got to figure it out for yourself. But what I do want you to do is ask questions to your doctor. You know, why would this shot help? You know, doc, will this shot, will it fix the problem or am I going to need another one soon? How do I prevent, you know, the pain that I'm having from coming back? You know, your body, guys, is your body. Don't feel bad about asking those questions. It's your body. Don't be afraid. And one thing that really boggles my mind, and this is huge, is how we don't talk more about nutrition. Guys, how can the food and drink and everything you put into your body every single day not have an impact on a health condition? Your body, it literally runs off of the stuff. So ask your doctor when you're going to them about what you can do differently for, with your nutrition to maybe help whatever issue you have going on. Hopefully they can give you some good insight or refer you to an RD in that area. If they say, yeah, no, nah, it probably doesn't matter. I would go find another doctor. I truly would. But this is why I think it's so, so, so important for healthcare practitioners to practice good health. If they care about their own nutrition and they've experienced maybe some sort of change with themselves, they would be able to provide you with more detailed help. This is such a huge, a massive problem in my opinion. Like I said, guys, your body runs off of this stuff. Shouldn't we analyze our diets when we start to have an issue first? I mentioned this last week, but it's like when I started getting acid reflux really badly as a teenager, like heartburn sort of stuff, and I would get ulcers or mouth ulcers. I think people call them like canker sores. I've always known them as ulcers. That's just, I guess, the way it was for me. Um, but for the acid reflux, my first thought when I was like, you know, mom, I'm having this like weird burning sensation coming up into my throat. It was Tums. You, you take Tums. You take Tums for that. So whenever I had the problem, I would eat a few Tums and the problem would go away. And then after a while, it'd come back. Never, ever did we stop to think, stop and think and say, hold up, maybe it's something to do with like the extremely acidic foods every day. My undying love for Italian food, for those frozen Stouffer lasagnas that I ate every single day for lunch. Uh, maybe it was also the four Dr. Peppers I drank every single day, you know, which that one was a huge contributor to my mouth ulcers, those canker sores. I remember I would get these gnarly ones. This might be TMI, but once the dentist, he measured one on, in my mouth over an inch long. I mean, an inch is a long, a long ways, especially something in your gums on your mouth. I remember that it hurt so bad. I, I couldn't I couldn't eat for days. Like I lost some weight over it. And not once was it suggested that maybe it was the soda or a combination of everything acidic I ate daily. 
And then you know what? I don't I don't drink four Dr. Pepper. I don't drink any Dr. Peppers a day really now. Actually, I don't drink any soda at all. Or I don't eat any super acidic foods like consistently like I did. And you know what? I don't get ulcers. You know what else I don't get? I don't get acid reflux. I don't get heartburn. Hmm. I wonder what it could have been. And then things like stomach aches. I remember spicy foods, they tear my stomach up. I would eat spicy foods. Maybe this is still TMI and and run to the bathroom. And I, I don't understand, I, or at the time, I didn't understand why, why. But now, doesn't it make sense? If I go to Chipotle and I'm a wimp, if I do the medium salsa, dude, the next day sucks. It's a bad day. That shit's just too spicy for me. But, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't put two and two together. I was just like, man, this is really weird. You know, everything's, my stomach hurts like crazy. Hmm. I don't think it had anything to do with those spicy foods that I eat and how that happens every single time I eat spicy foods. So it, it's just, it's things like that, guys. And and I'm not becoming a medical doctor. Uh, like I'm becoming a doctor of chiropractic. It's, it's definitely different. Our program definitely doesn't emphasize uh, medication, you know, so we're not talking medicine like medical doctors do. Now, what I'm, I'm, what I'm about to tell you about an MD is solely what I found on Google. So use it at your own will. From I, I used it from a few different websites. So from what I see, medical doctors, they're given around 20 hours of nutritional courses over their doctorate program. That's not a lot. That's like four plus years of instruction. And that's probably like three or four classes, maybe maybe five or six, depends on how their hours are broken up. 88% though, I mean, it, this is showing you the need that they want more. 88% of instructors, instructors, they wish there was more of an emphasis on it. They want more of an emphasis on nutrition. And the reason why I think it was so, they give such a low amount of education on it is because basic nutrition, it wasn't prioritized for, for a really long time. And it's still not really, but I think people are starting to, to see, man, maybe this does play a huge role, like a bigger role than we thought. And I think that's proven when you look at 88% of instructors for these programs wish there was more of an emphasis on it. I mean, that's an overwhelming majority saying, you know what, nutrition plays a huge role in a lot of things. We need to be more educated on it. So when we have people come in asking questions, we can give better advice on how to handle an issue. And I'm not trying to sound at all anti-medicine because I'm not. And like I said earlier, I would take medication. If I need medication, I'm taking it. I don't care. Medicine is very important and very necessary. But when we overlook our nutrition and head straight towards medication, that's what I don't like. I, I just don't understand it. Maybe it's because a lot of people haven't experienced positive changes with their nutrition themselves. Or they haven't put two and two together yet. I, I don't know. But it's like those Tums. They don't fix your problem. You're still eating too many acidic foods. Your stomach aches, they could very well have something to do with your diet. That, and, and that all, guys, is, is kind of a side tangent. I know what the topic of the podcast today was, but this, is, this still applies to this. And this is stuff that I, I do get very, very upset about. But I'm trying to actively play a role in a changing society and, and how we need to address these problems head on and how we need to maybe just have a little bit more awareness about what's happening to us and why it's happening to us. Because 
we have so much information available at our fingertips right now with Google and, and everything that we can learn so much without having to go anywhere. I'm not saying that you need to do that, but you can learn a lot from the internet and from people, the ability for people to put out good information that are doctors, that are trusted workers in whatever field that you're interested in. Uh, it, it's, it's really no excuse not to become more aware nowadays. But back to the main topic. So this is where it's probably going to get a little spicy. And if you, if you work in healthcare, you should practice good health yourself. Nursing, it's a, it's a very popular line of work. We need nurses. But when I see very overweight nurses, it really boggles my mind. How can you be helping others but not practicing any good health yourself? It's not a good representation of what we should all be aiming to achieve. It's quite ironic, actually. Someone nursing you back to health, but they don't practice good health themselves. That that part really bugs me. And guys, I have overweight people that are in the healthcare field in my family, uh, close friends that would fit this profile. And I love them to death, but it does really boggle my mind and it makes me upset. And I see myself as a future chiropractor. You know, if I'm going to give exercise recommendations and things like that and, and movement recommendations, I need to be able to practice it and understand it for myself. Now, with this whole specifically the nurses, but healthcare workers in general, you know, there's a few really good counter arguments that people will have. And I'm going to have a counter for those counters. The first one being that they care so much more about helping others than helping themselves. Some of these same people in my family, they would fit that profile as well. These type of nurses or or healthcare workers, they just have always put others before themselves. And that is amazing. And I cannot thank those people enough. It's very similar to like a mom putting her kids before her own health. I admire that. And I can see that as a very valid argument. I just, this is where I would want to create some awareness. I just challenge those people with that mindset to ask themselves this, what would happen if you placed your own health first? I'll tell you what would happen. You would actually take better care of everyone that you care for. Think about it. You're performing much more optimally because you're taking care of yourself, which allows you to take even better care of those around you. If you're tired all the time, you're not eating enough, and you're not exercising, you're not gonna bring your 100% best self to the table to help others. You're just not. And I don't say this to be mean, but people don't think about it this way. It seems counterproductive. It works the same exact way for people who work an insane amount of hours. The idea of taking 20 minutes off to move around and exercise seems counterproductive as that's 20 minutes you're taking away from work. But that's not actually true. That 20 minutes of improving yourself will do nothing but make you more productive for the rest of the day. It's a really hard concept to grasp. And it sounds almost backwards to take time away from what you care so much about or you're trying to accomplish to focus on yourself. But that takes away from the what you're trying to accomplish. But you got to understand that it's going to pay off in the long run. And another counter I see popping up is the odd hours that nurses and other health health practitioners work and how that impacts their health. I I totally can see that. And I've never had to work the night shift for anything. So I cannot speak from any personal experience. But what I can say, 
And this probably has something to do with my mindset in general, is that if I were working the night shift, I would find a way. And I, I just want to harp on the caring mom approach one more time. I get it. I have a caring mom. She sacrificed a lot for me growing up. I'm forever, I'm forever thankful of that. I, I do know that looking at it from my perspective, though, I would want her to take care of herself so she can live as long as possible and be a part of my physical life for a long, long time. So think about that if you fall within that category of taking care of others over taking care of yourself. I know you want to see your kids grow up to have kids to, and for them to have kids and be with them and help them take care, better care of them. If you want to do that, you need to be living a healthy lifestyle. You need to make healthy choices. And the better you are about it, regardless of your current age, the longer you will be around. And it's uncomfortable to think about that, but it, it is true. So yes, I want my healthcare workers to be practicing good health. I'm not asking them to be an elite athlete or anything, but I am asking that they know how to take care of themselves. Eat a nutritious diet, exercise around three times a week. Just be a good example of what you want the general population to strive for. Like I said earlier, there is no specific aesthetic that comes with practicing good health. It can very well be a side effect of practicing good health, but not the definition of good health. A quote that I like a lot is chase health and aesthetics will come. If you chase aesthetics, you will get neither health nor aesthetics. I practice this quote daily. I, I don't care how I look. I just want to be healthy, eat healthy foods, exercise, and have a positive mental mindset. And guess what? I do those three things. And you know what? Aesthetics just happen to be a side effect. That's cool. Okay, cool. I, I really wouldn't care either way. And I've said it a thousand times. I'm going to keep saying it. I want people to understand the power of awareness. Most likely, the health condition that you're facing right now or someone you know is facing is because of their actions over time. Now, the average person doesn't realize this. And also, there are plenty of conditions that are out of your control. And like I said at the very beginning of the podcast, I'm not specifically talking to those people because obviously that is a situation and those are the cases. But if that is your situation, then you already know that. However, there's a lot of conditions that are within your control, and most of them that plague our society are within your control. And I know I've been harping on this awareness, but it's because I want you to become more aware. The situation you have put yourself in with your health, it's probably because you didn't address the issues months or even years ago. Society, it, society teaches us to be reactive, not proactive. Wait until the problem is unbearable before we address it. Think about that knee pain that you just deal with. Eventually, it becomes unbearable. You go to a doctor, you get your knee replaced or whatever, and now you spent tens of thousands of dollars. If you were proactive about it, you very well could have prevented that knee replacement. Now, being proactive, it would mean addressing things like your mobility and your movement. And here's the thing, guys. This is where the disconnect usually happens. If you don't know how to address it, figure it out. You've got to put in some work. Go see a doctor. Hire a personal trainer. Go see a physical therapist. Get on YouTube. The answers are out there. You just have to be willing to take the time to find them. And I know I'm going slightly off topic again, but that concept, it applies to those healthcare workers who don't take care of themselves. 
Think about those who become obese. They need blood pressure medication. They may even get diabetes. Their mindset is, this is just what life has planned for me. No, no, it's not. You put yourself here. Years and years of bad decisions with your health. And I don't actually feel that bad for you. Sorry about it. And look, my dad, he recently got on blood pressure medication. Thousand percent could have been avoided by a healthier diet. And it still can be. And he knows that too with my mom and I around. I can only hope to instill bits and pieces of that awareness in him. So he subconsciously decides, you know what, maybe I shouldn't go eat this greasy fast food uh, for lunch or do this and that. Maybe it's time I make a real change for my diet. And I know this comes off negative. It, a, lot of the, a lot of today's podcast did, but I, I say this because I want you to feel empowered. I want you to feel like you can make a change because you can. You can change it. You can 1,000 million percent without a doubt in my mind change any situation or circumstance that you're in. You just have to want to. And here's the deal. You've made 10 years of bad decisions with your health and it's put yourself dealing with those consequences now. If you spent 10 years making bad decisions, don't think, don't even have the audacity to think that in 10 weeks, you'll completely reverse it. I, I wish I could tell you it changed in 30 days, but it won't. Your body, it's adapted to your bad habits for 10 years. But you know what, guys? The beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about the body is that it will adapt to change. Even then, it's amazing. And if you believe in it and you put in the work, change will come. This is where I fall in love with helping people because I get asked quite a bit on how to lose weight or do this or that. And I can tell that person they're looking for a magical answer to their problem. And you know what I usually say to those people? Anyone that's ever asked me and and they don't really seem like they mean it. I make them do something difficult. Track your nutrition for a week, track it for two weeks and then send it to me. Maybe get 25 percent of those replies to me. They're like, yeah, no, I was really like in their head. They're thinking, man, I was really hoping for a very specific magical answer that was just going to be geared towards helping me reverse changes from the past 20 years to fixing a problem now within maybe, I don't know, the next month. But that doesn't work like that. It, you know, it, that's not the way it works. Now, here's the cool thing. There's special people. They, they're not looking for that magical answer. They're looking for help. And they're actually taking active steps to make a change. When I see that, that's where I, I, I love that. I'm immediately immersed into their journey. I want them to succeed because they want to make a change. And Hannah, my girlfriend, she she commends me for my mindset quite a bit. She she constantly reminds me. She says, people don't think like you, Lee. And like, let me give you guys an example. Of course, I'm going to find a way out of all this to talk about CrossFit. But about five or six weeks ago, our gym, it, our CrossFit box, we switched up our class workout programming. So we switched from a company called Comp Train to one called uh, Mayhem. And if you're a CrossFitter, you know the difference. But if you don't, just understand that we switch programming. Well, Mayhem programming, what we switched to, it's a lot harder. I mean, these workouts over the past five weeks have been some of the hardest workouts I've ever done in CrossFit. We've seen heavy barbell clean and jerks, uh, like over 200 pounds in workouts. I've done things with 70 pound dumbbells overhead that I thought I'd never do before. Uh, a lot of very aggressive uh, time caps and time limits on workouts. It's been really tough, but it's been so much fun. And some people who were crushing the workouts before are absolutely getting destroyed by these workouts, including myself. But 
I think it's awesome. I just, I just look at it differently, I guess. And it's what I'm trying to communicate with you all through my 1000 different examples is I see these hard workouts. I see these difficulties as an attempt to get better an attempt to learn an attempt to grow as an athlete or as a person. The standard has been raised and I have to either meet the new standard or sulk about it being too hard. It can be discouraging for sure, but I want you to look at these situations like an opportunity to get better. Look, I love you all, but I do want my healthcare workers to be healthy. And if you truly care about making a lasting impression on someone, then practice what you're preaching. And if you're in the health field in any way, shape or form, practice what you preach. And if you're someone who has just always put others ahead of yourself, then think about how better you would be at that if you started taking care of yourself as well. I already know that one day when I'm a father, tough love will be what defines me. Because as bad as I want you to take care and fix every single problem you've had, you also have to want to do that yourself. And I can give you the tools, I can give you everything necessary, but the effort, it's gotta come from you. And so when I say that, you know, I have no sympathy for those who don't put in effort, it's, that's probably like 85% true. I still do am kind of sad that you're not putting forth the effort, especially if I'm more attached to you and I know you have family that would love to see you make a change and, and things like that. That does, that does upset me, I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, I don't feel as bad when I know that you just don't wanna put in the effort. You guys gotta remember 10, 15, 20 years of bad decisions, it's not gonna be reversed in 30 days and you have got to want to make a change. And the second you want to make a change, if you are dead serious, reach out to me because I will do whatever I can do in my power and in my situation to help you, to help you find an answer, but you've gotta to want to. So I hope you guys liked this podcast this week. If you, if you did like it, please share it. Share it on your Facebook, uh, send it to a friend, send it to someone that you think really needs to hear it. I think this was a pretty spicy one, but, uh, let them know. Let them know what's up. Give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, at Find You Fitness Podcast. I'm excited to give you the recap on the competition this weekend, and I'm excited to hear some feedback on this, this episode. So I will see you guys next Friday.